We thank God for the Word of God and what we know from the Word and uh, how to use that Word and lift up Jesus through it. Amen. I always I often say, you know, I've said for years, we we love a move of God in this service and sensing His anointing and feeling His presence. But, you know, uh, it's important to, to know the Bible, to know the Word, because, you know, next Tuesday night, in the middle of the night, when there isn't a service, <laughs> or hardly anyone to call on, so to speak, you you uh, you need to know how to stand. How many know that's true? And stand in the 3 o'clock in the morning when you can't sleep, and the machine gun thoughts are coming at your head, and the devil's painting you ugly picture of what going to happen and how bad it's going to be and you need to be able to rebuke him in Jesus name and one of the best ways to rebuke him believe it or not is not just saying I rebuke you I mean that's fine but more weight comes from quoting the scripture amen and just declaring some things about yourself and saying greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world hallelujah if God be for me, who can be against me? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen. And so we just thank God for uh, those scriptures and those truths. And and you just stand on the word. And somebody says, well, I just, you know, just I just feel so fearful. And it's like, well, so what? Welcome to the club. <laughs> Amen. Just because you fear, fear, feel fearful doesn't mean that you can't operate in faith. So I always say you can have faith in your heart with doubt in your head. You can have faith in coming out of your mouth with fear in your soul and in your emotions. You fear the devil. The devil is such a fear monger, isn't he? And he tries to get us to speak and act based on what we fear instead of what the Word says that we have and what we are. Amen? Turn to Mark 5, please, in your Bibles. and um, Or if you're just watching, if you're here, you'll see the Scripture on the screens. And if you're not here, where are you? Praise God. All right. Mark 5. I know a pastor in Tulsa, uh, he's no longer there, he's moved on to someplace else. There was a pastor in Tulsa, had a pretty good sized church, you know. And, uh, one of the, he was, pastor was preaching up a storm and he's up the aisle and, uh, one of the church members there sitting there on the seat got a phone call on their cell phone and actually answered it. Can you believe that? actually answered it and said, hello, hello, I'm in church. And the, before they could look, the pastor snatched the phone out of her hand and said, who is this? <laughs> and she said, oh, pastor, <laughs> you know, this is, this is Mary or whoever. And he said, where are you? How come you're not here? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> he, he busted her right there. I love that. Don't you think that's funny? Oh, praise God. I was in another church one time preaching, and the 
there were some visitors there. They didn't like what I was saying. So they left and then called one of their friends that was still in the service, and she answered the phone in the service. I mean, it's one thing to get a call. It's another one thing to answer it, isn't it? And answered the call on the cell phone. And uh, she said, oh, really? I found out they were telling her to get out of the church that, you know, I was full of the devil and, all you know, it's all kind of problems. And so I don't think I'm full of the devil. I'm just preaching Jesus. <laughs> anyway, they were from a warfare church, and I guess they didn't like what I was saying. Hallelujah. Well, you know, there is warfare, but we've already won. <laughs> Amen. We're not having to sing for an hour and 45 minutes to break through the demon layer. Amen. Jesus already broke through it. He's overcome the world. Woo! All right. Turning your Bibles to Mark 5 and uh, verse 21. And my thought today, my message is focus on the answer. And part B to that would be not the problem. Focus on the answer, not the problem. Now, faith sees the answer. See? Faith doesn't just focus on the problem. You know, this makes a lot of sense to us, really, just in the natural, before we read the verses. You know, if you've got a health problem, you go to the doctor and he says, well, what are you experiencing? Why are you here today? And you say, well, I've got this issue and that one, problems. You know, something's not working right or there's pain or there's a symptom that you need to feel like you need to have addressed. Well, what if three hours later you just kept going over the problem? Well, no. The doctor's going to say to you, well, okay, we've identified the problem. Now let's look at possible solutions. Amen? Look at the cure. You know, this is just human nature for anyone who's positive. Anyone who's looking for an answer is we've got a, we've identified the problem. Now we've got to work on the answer. Have you ever been stuck on the phone with somebody that just all they want to do is talk about their problems and just go over and over and over and over again? And you think, you know, I've got this all memorized now. I can read it back to you in Spanish, Greek, and Hebrew. <laughs> well, Say, well, you know, I just, I just have this problem. I know one time, uh, I was driving my family. We were out on the road and we were out west somewhere, like North Dakota or something up north. And we were driving across there and those forever miles that you can be on those freeways. And, uh, I would fiddle with the radio trying to, you know, everybody's asleep. Wife and kids are asleep in the back of the van. And I, I'm trying to, this is before Sirius XM radio or whatever. You just have to see what you can find that comes through. It'd be so frustrating because you get a pretty good station. It'd last you about 30 miles and then it'd start fading. Anybody know what that's like? So I'm trying to listen. I found some talk radio and they had a show on with a bathtub porcelain porcelain bathtub expert cleaning expert this is what this person was and he knew 
how to clean any kind of stain off of the the tub. You know, like rust stains, uh, you know, some, something that got scratched and now it's not clean. He knew every product. He knew every chemical. And he knew when it was hopeless and you had to just get it replaced or reglazed. Amen? Isn't this exciting to hear this today? <laughs> Bathtub cleaning class 101. Well, you know, everything's made out of plastic now, but back in the day, they used to make cast iron tubs with, uh, with porcelain, you know, overlay and, uh, glaze. And so this lady calls. Now I, I told my wife, I said, you know, this is exactly what church members sound like sometimes or people that would come to a meeting that needing, seeking help. So she calls, it's a call-in show, you know, in North Dakota. I guess they have a lot of bathtub problems in North Dakota, apparently, for all nine people that live there. So they, this person called in and said, uh, this lady, and I'll never forget the sound of her voice. It was just, it was just like nails on the chalkboard. She's going, well, uh, yeah, I gotta, uh, am I on the air? Hello, 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 you know, and the guy's going, <laughs> you're, you're on the air. What's your question? Uh, for our expert bathtub cleaner today, she says, well, uh, you know, I got this problem with my bathtub. Somebody set a can of of uh, shaving cream on it and it rusted and now I've got this rust stain and I've scrubbed it with Clorox and you know she named Comet and you know everything and she said and and it's just it didn't want I can't get it out and he goes well what you have to do and he told her some product to use and he asked her if she wrote it down let me find the pen and the paper. You know, the whole world is waiting for this woman to have her rust stain removed from her tub. And I'm listening to this, and I'm getting irritated just listening to it, but there's no other station available, you know. It's like a two-watt station, you know, blurping out from somewhere. And so he says, well, this is what you have to do, and if that doesn't work, then you're going to have to just call a company to come, you know, either reglaze your tub or replace your tub. And she says, yeah, because I got this problem, because I've got the, that somebody put a can of, of, of shaving cream on it and it rusted and it's got a ring there now. And he goes, yeah, well, you know, you try this and try that and the other thing. And if that doesn't work, you have to get your tub reglazed and re... Yeah, because, you know, I mean, it's just there, this rust stain, and it's ugly, and I have guests, and I'm embarrassed. And he said, well, you know, you you, you have to, you, you know, you have to scrub this. And, and he kept giving her the answer, and she wants to focus on the problem. And I said, you know, this sounds like people at healing school sometimes, you know. Well, I've got this diagnosis, and the doctor said this, and here's my pain, and here's my suffering. Yeah, that's tragic, and... You know, we're with you and 
you know, we have empathy with you and sympathy with you and compassion. But on the other hand, you know, let's now focus on the answer. Let's focus on healing. Let's focus on Jesus helping you. Yeah, because I got this elbow and it's not working, you know, you know. It's like, yeah, well, the Lord's going to touch your elbow. Let's believe. Let's have faith. Uh, you know, let's read some scriptures. Let's get into the word. Yeah, because my elbows keeps you know, locking up. Yeah, I know. And if you say elbow one more time, I'm going to break it. What you want to say, Frank, you don't always say what you want. If you're smart, you go, okay, well, you know, here, have a donut. You'll feel better. I don't know. <laughs> Donuts are useful in ministry. Praise the Lord. Nothing else works. Offer chocolate. But I like the stories of Jesus' ministry because he would hear and see and understand what the need was, and he would just go working on the solution. You know, faith sees the answer. Praise God. Faith sees the solution. Faith sees the next step to take. You know, not everything is instant, not everything is overnight, not everything is spectacular. But God will always give you the next thing to do. Amen? He'll give you the next step to take. And and he might give you a series of things. But you only need, you can only do one thing at a time anyway. Especially men, we can't multitask. We can't, like we're good for one thing at a time. Now, women, you know, they're they're cleaning the floor and frying the chicken and, you know, redecorating the dining room and everything all at the same time while talking on the phone on a headset. But, we, you know, men are challenged in this area. But most of us, when it comes to believing God and comes to faith and the Word, we can only do one thing at a time anyway. So why worry about it? How many believe God's got not only your today, but he's got your future? And he said in the word, I know the plans I have for you. And they're not for evil. They're for good. And they're for your blessing and that you have a future. Woo! Say, well, I don't know. I don't know what the Lord's leading me into. Well, it's not a snake pit. And if you're in the snake pit, he'll lead you out of it. And if he can shut the mouths of the lions for Daniel, he can shut the mouths of the snakes for you. Well, I'm in an alligator pit. Well, whatever they are, we're all in an alligator pit. We live in Florida. If there's a mud hole, there's one in there, usually. It's so funny. My, my, my wife, Scarlett, her, her, her brother is an archaeologist. In fact, one of the top five in the nation, Keith. <laughs> and did you see that photo of the, there was a news story of a huge alligator they caught somewhere that, that ate archaeological artifacts. 
you know, when they caught him and they opened him up, he had all these artifacts he had stolen and swallowed. And uh, when we showed that to her brother, the archaeologist, he said, that alligator is a, is a felon. He is looted an archaeological site and he should be held accountable. I think he might be somebody's boots by now. I don't know. They may have found the highest purpose for this animal. <laughs> well, praise God. All right, we'll get off of all that. All right, did you find this yet? Mark 5:21. If you haven't by now, get in the deliverance line. You need help. You have had time. When Jesus was passed over again by ship under the other side, much people gathered unto him, and and uh, and and he was nigh unto the sea. Behold, there cometh one um, of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet, besought him greatly, saying. My little daughter, now imagine this request. My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. Now, I want to stop right there and look at Jairus' faith. I love it that he was already working on the solution and not just standing there blowing snot and crying over the problem. You know, this doesn't come just all that natural to us. We have to think a little bit and determine that that's what we're going to do. Amen? Because it's easy to get into what I call crisis mode, emergency mode, frantic and panic. And, you know, you can't make any decisions like that. You're going to have to calm down, talk yourself off the ledge, so to speak. Right? And think about, think about the urgency of this situation. Sometimes we read these Bible stories as if these aren't real people. They're like, you know, mythological people or something. These are real people with the same five senses that you have. They have the same heart, amen, for things, the same passions and compassions, right? They're not like aliens here. These are people, just like you, just like me. And I love it that he stated the problem once. He just said she's sick unto death, and he said, I... Lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. He's already got his faith turned from the problem to the answer. This is what I'm talking about. Can you see that? Can you see the victory in that? Come pray that I may be healed and that I'll live. Praise God. Come pray that she, his daughter. Now that's a, that's a big deal because Oftentimes we can become so sh- shocked and awed by what we're feeling and seeing. Amen. That we can't get, we can't stop staring. It's like you ever seen a, you ever been by a, 
unfortunately, by a car wreck that just happened. And they'll almost cause a second or third wreck by the rubberneckers that are slowing down and looking to see. And if you see something unpleasant, uh, you know, you're just almost just drawn to it. Like, and the police are out there trying to, they're, they're just waving you on, like, move. Um, it's just easy for us as human beings to be, to be drawn and mesmerized by something that's negative. And again, as people of faith and the word, we're going to, we're going to resist that. Amen. And we're going to look to the answer. How many know it takes an act of your will to do that? I mean, you have to consciously make that decision. I'm going to do this. And you don't always feel warm and fuzzy about it. If you're looking for warm and fuzzy, you know, buy a cat or something. They're usually warm and fuzzy. But uh if you're, you know... We can't go by warm and fuzzy. We have to go by the word. And we sometimes have to take a deep breath for a second and step back and go, okay, Lord, how do I handle this? Amen. And show me the answer. All right. Well, it says, verse 24, Jesus went with him. Much people followed him and thronged him. Now, how many know this is kind of a, a, a time uh, sensitive issue because the daughter is sick and almost dying. And Jesus said, I'll go with you to help. And here comes this woman with the issue of blood and stops the progress of this, of this, uh, quest, <laughs> this mission that Jesus is, can you see? He's on a mission. This man's on a mission. We don't have time for a lot of other things. And this woman comes up. She'd heard of Jesus and touched his garment. And uh, he, she falls before him and tells him all the truth. And he stops and said, somebody's received a healing. Some, I feel virtue has left me. Well, this is taking time. In the meantime, the daughter is dying. How many know the Lord knows everything? He's not like, it, heaven's not got honking a horn somewhere going, y'all better get with it. <laughs> Lord help us to get this. I hope I'm helping you. Well, you know, verse 34 said, you know, he's at the end of, she fell before him, verse 33, told him all the truth. He said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. In other words, I don't have time, you know, to spend an hour with you here. I'm on a mission. I'm on my way to this man who's reached out in faith. His daughter is dying and is near death and we need to go, right? That's what the implication is. I'm sure that's the feeling. And it says, while he yet spake, while he's still talking to the woman with the issue of blood, remember, that's healed. While he yet spake, verse 35, we pick up the story again about Jairus. Otherwise, you almost forget about him. There came 
from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, Thy daughter is dead, why troublest thou the master any further? Now think about this. We've gone from bad to worse. We, right? She, she's, she's sick unto death. You know, Jairus could have said, oh man, this woman took up our time and now this. It's almost like the devil is, is famous like these commercials. Call now, but wait. Call now, but wait. Call now, but wait. There's more. If you're one of the first callers in the next five minutes, you'll receive not one gizmo you don't need. You'll get two. You know, I don't know. Gizmos are us. Why troublest thou the master any further? In other words, it's too late. Daughter's dead. It's over. But look at this. This is so beautiful. Talking about focusing on the answer. Jesus is the answer, and he focused on the answer. As soon as soon. In other words, the same moment, immediately. Simultaneously, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, I'm sorry I didn't get here sooner. Is that what he said? Well, it's over now. Let us know what you're going to do for the funeral. No, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, be not afraid. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? Why? Because those are fearful words, don't you think? Those are pretty fearful words. When you're saying she may be healed and she shall live, and now they said, she's dead. Just being honest here, I didn't write this. We so tiptoe around things to spare everybody's feelings, we don't even get the story sometimes. You know, like, you know if you should say the word dead. She's transitioned. Well, okay, but we're, we're trying, we're trying to get here before the transition is complete. You understand? Call it what you want. You know, it's physical death and, uh, have to deal with all that. So I love it that Jesus said to him, be not afraid. What did he say? Only believe. All right, listen. Only means, like in Spanish, solamente. Oh, oh, just, you can only do one thing here. Folks, you can't be in fear and in faith at the same time. You're going to have to choose. Preach, pastor. He said, be not afraid. Only believe. In other words, he's saying, don't let these negative words affect your faith. Don't let what has new report change your mission, change your expectation. Don't everybody shout at once. Just start... You know, be not afraid, only believe. 
Why? Because that's where the authority for Jesus to do something is. This child is under the father's authority and responsibility at this point in her life. She's not a grown woman on her own. And if, Jesus, if, the, if the ruler of the synagogue would have told Jesus, well, they're right, there's no need to bother you, just go your way, thank you for trying, um, it would have really tied his hands. He, I mean, he's not going to just run over somebody. Again, religion tells you, well, God's going to do what God's going to do. It doesn't matter. You know, like I said, the older I get, the easier that is to flap. One of these days, I could put somebody's eye out with my face. Just turn and look, you know. Be not afraid, only believe. Boy, isn't that a message to us today? In our life, be not afraid. Yeah, but you don't know this letter I just got. Be not afraid. Yeah, but you don't know this thing's gotten worse on me. Well, be not afraid. Yeah, but the doctor said, the, then the yabbits start breeding and reproducing like rabbits. The yabbits. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. Well, why don't you just throw the Bible in the street? Because if you're going to yeah, but it to death, what's the, what, how, what good is it doing? Amen. I'm telling you, we need to believe the word. Say, yeah, I know that's bad news. I get what this is saying or what the report, but I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. Whose report do you believe? You know, in the middle of teaching like this, somebody will come up to you and go, well, what about Sister Smith? How come she didn't get a healing? Oh, can you answer that? No, I don't know. I'm not the Lord. I don't have all the answers. Did I ever say I had all the answers? I'm not the, I'm not the answer man. I'm the pastor. Well, you should have the answer if you're the pastor. Well, you should like get duct tape over your mouth. How about that? That'll be effective. A lot of people would be blessed, some folks. You know, get thee behind me, Satan, is another scripture we could use from time to time. Anyway, I love this. I love that Jesus said that. He didn't give him nine steps to victory. He said one thing, only believe. How many believe that's a powerful thing, powerful force? The devil cannot overcome your faith. I said the devil cannot overcome your faith. And that's why he's trying to scare you out of it. Because the one thing that prevents him from just running over it, why do you think any of us are standing up breathing? He'd kill us all if he could. He doesn't have the authority to do it. And the only place he gets authority is the same place God gets authority in our life, and that's from our what we believe. As a man thinketh or believes, that so is he. I saw a thing on Facebook. You know, Facebook is an insane asylum is what it is. And 
I read a thing on Facebook that said somebody had quoted that scripture as a man. It's in the Bible. As a man thinketh, so is he. They said, that's not Bible. That's Christian science. I said, it's, it is the Bible. It is the Bible. <laughs> right? Come on. What Bible are they reading? The Marriott store. They got, you know, they used to have, they used to have in a hotel, you go stay at the Marriott. They have a Bible placed there by the Gideons. And then they finally started adding the Book of Mormon. And then they finally started adding, uh, the Marriott story. I said, I think some people grabbed the Book of Mormon and the Marriott story instead of the Bible and started preaching. Well, it's a, one of the holy books in the drawer by the nightstand. But you pick whatever you like, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to stick with God's Word. Amen? All right. There is an end to this. You're not going to be here through the next millennium. I love that. Be not afraid, only believe. Look at this, verse 37. He suffered no man to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And he comes to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and seeth the tumult and them that wept and wailed greatly. They had already started up. This is partly tradition, you know, Eastern uh, peoples. They have... Professional whalers. Did you know that? But they, they go around and they're paid to whale at wakes. They're whaler wakers. <laughs> and so they're already going at it. You know, okay. So you can imagine the, the scene of this is not a very, you know, conducive atmosphere for somebody that's going to believe God for Something. When he was come in, he said unto them, look at the faith of Christ. Why make you this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. Why did he say that? Because that's what Jairus prayed in the beginning. He said, she'll be healed and she shall live. And Jesus is acting himself in coordination with what the man stated. He didn't say, well, we should have got here sooner because now we're going to have to raise the dead. Who does that? You know, I mean, no. He's saying, I don't accept what I'm seeing here. And... Those that were so moved to wail and weep are laughing now. They're laughing at Jesus, the Son of God, for his faith. Don't you love these folks? They're just cool, aren't they? And they laughed him to scorn. They laughed at him to the point of scorn. When he had put them all out, thank God, somebody said, what would Jesus do? That he would just ooey gooey them into the, no! He, boy, would he found doubt and unbelief and fear, he would put it out. 
Somebody said, what would Jesus do? And they said, well, turning over tables and taking out a whip is in the realm of possibility. You know, he wasn't just this ooey-gooey, weepy, limp-wristed, tiptoe-through-the-tulips, tiny Tim dude. Religion has painted him that. But that's not who he is. He's, he's God's man. He's the, he's the son of God, the creator. You understand? And he said, all that I say and do is what the Father tells me to do. Amen? And so here he is doing what with them? Trying to, trying to soothe them and talk them into his side. And I just wish you could see what I'm trying to do here. No. He kicked them out of the room. Woo! Don't you love that? Some folks need to be kicked out of the room. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Are you, are you getting anything out of this? You need to get a, a, you need to get a Bible revelation of who Christ is, not a religious one. Because the religious one strips him of his power. But the Bible one, he's the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And he has authority and he's given that authority to us also to use. Amen. All right. Um, he put them all out. How many of them? I don't know if he called the security department or what, but they got rid of them. He taketh the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him, those that was mentioned, and entereth in where the damsel was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand and he said unto her, Talitha kumi, which is being interpreted, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of twelve years. And they were astonished with a great astonishment. Amen? Well, they shouldn't have been astonished. We've got Jesus on the scene. But besides that, there's a faith lesson right in the middle of it. Now, see, Hollywood paints does storylines on this stuff, and they have Jesus just floating in, you know, with flying arms, and just kind of twirling around, and his eyes roll by the back of his head, and he does some kind of abracadabra, and everything happens. But that's not the way the Bible reads. This man approached Jesus, and Jesus gave him instructions. If it doesn't matter what you believe, why would Jesus say anything to him? How many believe Jesus just wasted words? Just said he's just shooting the breeze. Just saying blah, blah. Like the school teacher on Charlie Brown. Wah, 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 wah. Jesus didn't, Jesus didn't say stuff just to be talking. It must have meant something to the outcome of the story, for him to say, don't be fearful, but believe only. Well, it doesn't matter what, and Jesus just flies in and does whatever he wants. 
You understand? Then why would he bother saying that to that guy? Why didn't he say, stand aside and watch the great one do his thing? He didn't say that. Folks, our relationship with God, you got to remember, we're in the family of God. It's not some alien, weird, you know, Mount Olympus thing. We are made, the Bible says, we are made in the image of God. God said, let us make man in our own image. Are you getting this? We have God, religion puts this layer of separation between us and God like we can never get there. He's way so far ahead of us. We're just a little pinhead of a peanut to him. No. It says, come bold on of grace to find grace to help in time of need. I'm God's very own son. You are God's very own son or daughter. Amen. If you've accepted him as your Lord. Is this helping you at all? Then you need to say, you know what? God is holy and he's mighty and he's all the things that we can bring the praise and honor and words to. But you know what? We are in his family. We are his heirs and joint equal heirs with Christ. Now, religion doesn't know what to do with that verse of scripture. Well, if we had to, I don't know about that equal part. I don't know. That just makes me uncomfortable. That's because you can't read. Go to night school. They'll give you $50 to learn to read. The government. They'll tax you $70 on the 50 Yeah. I saw that the IRS was sending out to some people tax bills on their stimulus checks the other day. I thought, oh, God, they never, they never quit, do they? They don't. Uh, ah! They say, you have to take this money, then you put it in the bank, and they say, you owe me tax. I don't owe you anything. I didn't even ask you for it. Goofballs. Anyway, I'm just telling you that uh, if you can read the Bible, read it and take it at face value and believe it. Don't hold on. Well, that's what Grandma said. Well, how'd that turn out for her? I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, who cares? It's what the Word says that counts. So you sound a little defensive. Oh, well, I kind of am. Because I think the Word of God has to be defended against those that just want to spout religious platitudes. Well, those aren't going to help you when the two-by-four of life hits you across the face. You're going to have to... You're going to have to get the living word of God out and say, I am going to say what this Bible says. And if the Bible says I'm an heir of God, then I'm an heir of God. If the Bible says I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ, then I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, then they want to talk about Job's boils, Paul's thorn, Paul left Trophimus at Miletum sick, and just stand on the word to be sick, broke, and defeated. Well, you stand on your scriptures to be broke, sick, and defeated. I'll stand on the word of God to be delivered and to be redeemed and righteous in Jesus' name. Amen? All right. Praise God. Let's lift our hands and thank him. Praise him. Magnify him. Lord, we magnify your name. We glorify you. We make you bigger. And we lift up your holy name. 
in Jesus' name. Lord, those that are watching by internet, if anyone has a physical need, we thank you for touching them now. I take authority uh, in Jesus' name over sickness and disease. I command blind eyes to open, deaf ears to unstop, lame legs to walk, cancers and tumors to, to dry up and disappear. Things that are folks that have been diagnosed with COVID or have the symptoms in Jesus' name. Lord, the name of Jesus is higher than COVID, is higher than, than woo whatever flu. <laughs> in Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. For your deliverance in the name of Jesus. We give you praise and glory and honor. Amen. Amen.